Hello and welcome to the Mindset and Self Mastery Show. I'm your host, Nick McGowan, and on this show, my guest and I unpack the stories that shape us and the lives that we lead on our path to self-mastery. Today on the show, we have Pat McGuire. Pat's a creative at heart whose artistic passions led him towards sales, but it was ultimately his stature that really set him up for success. He's been in sales, both selling four and two Fortune 500 companies, and now he's starting to branch out and share more of his wisdom in new ways. Now, this is a pretty real conversation, but we laugh a bunch and we get into some real topics that I'm sure hit really close to home for you as well. So let's not wait any longer. Let the games begin. Pat, welcome to the show, man. How are you doing? Living the dream, man. How are you? I am fantastic. Dude, I'm so glad that you're here. We go back a long ways, but um, have missed some time. So I'm glad that you're on the show. I know when we reconnected again and we were talking through stuff, it just seemed like it would make sense to hop on to, the, uh, to do an episode of the podcast because you've grown a lot. You've done a lot of things and you're actively doing a lot more. So, man, I'm just glad you're here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. Well, let's kick things off with, um, why don't you tell us something that you do for a living and one thing that most people don't know about you? All right. So I actually had to think about this and I went to like my, my main source for content. Your um, wife? My wife. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh man, I was like, <clears throat> what don't people know about me? Because, you know, I use social media just like everybody else. And you're putting all your content out there, your, your, your life story. Um, or you're gearing it towards that. And I was like, all right, so what I do, multiple things. Um, nine to five, I'm working on transitioning out of that, we'll say. Uh, right now, it's just a weekend thing. I do coaching. What people don't know about me is that I'm actually an artist. That was like the number one thing that came up because everything I post is fitness or business. <laughs> so it took some time. It takes some time. So obviously there are different variations to artistry. It's easy for you and I to say, like, we were art kids growing up. I've even joked with different people. Like, I remember being in high school and being like, I don't want to fucking be in this class. I got a project in the art room. And they're like, fuck off. Get out of here. Your crest is problem now. I'm like, all right, I go down and deal with that. So what's the artistry of choice? Pretty much anything. I've, I've, um, I always wanted, and it, it, I swear it started, like, back in school. So, like, eighth fourth grade it was always like me and several people who were like oh you're the best artist ever and it was like uh it depends on what who you know well so at one when dave start when he started school i was like this kid sucks because he's better than me <laughs> <laughs> so i literally was like but i remember getting into arguments in like art class and they're saying okay you have to draw this and i was like but isn't art an expression of like your feelings and like, and that's where it literally started. That's why like, it just went downhill from there. <laughs> so I was like, so I've done like, Oh my God. Uh, airbrush, pencil, charcoal, oil paint. Like I'm always trying to, the one thing I always taught myself was, uh, when I do actually do art, I use a pen. So I have to learn to work with my mistakes. So if you mess up and you have a pencil, you erase it. Right. If you use a pen, you're like, oh, see, come on, man. <laughs> I 
it's because of those uh, mistakes. I think of the notes that I take and even the journaling that I do. There are times where I'll just like yeah. riff through things and go, that wasn't what I wanted. And I want to be able to go back and fix those things. So I consciously choose mechanical pencils. And I've got, I don't know, fucking 400 of these things around the house. Like I just pick them up and start writing things and erase. And my handwriting's <laughs> atrocious anyway. But that's interesting that you actually grab the pens. It makes it so it started making me think differently. Um, at the same time, though, it started making me approach um, issues in art. So, like, right, you're drawing, and say you want to draw an eye. So you start, you do the outline right of the eye, and you're like, okay, there's the all right circle, mm-hmm. circle. If you mess up, and you have pen, you're like. <laughs> and it makes you like think harder instead of just being like, oh, okay, cool. Let me just start over. <laughs> You're like, well, shit. Sure. Where do I go from here? So I, it always, yeah. I started probably in high school with all my doodles all over that no one liked. Um, mm-hmm. And just kept going from there. So I've actually, I don't even think I own a pencil at this point. <laughs> so if it's written, wow. I'm always like, oh, <laughs> shit. We all have quirks. That's interesting. It's funny how some of that stuff is so subconscious. Well, it's not just quirks. It's subconscious things. You know, there's something that you made a choice and then you continue to do it. It's even as stupid as how you tie your shoes. You know, you were taught one way and you did something one way, etc. And then sometimes you'll just opt for slippers or sandals or whatever, just for convenience of use. But being able to take the pens or pencils and understand what the actual what the tool is supposed to be used for and you use it to me, that sounds like it's a, a lot of accountability, which is a big thing, you know, for you to go, all right, well, this is now an ink. Hmm. So I guess their eyes going to look a little different than normal, but how do I go about doing that? <laughs> now I would assume that translates into business as well. And probably the rest of your life where you look at those things and say like, how do I, how do I do this and then kind of build on it? So you want to unpack that a little bit for us? So then you brought up something really interesting too, is like accountability. So I think people always look to others for accountability. Like you join a challenge, you join whatever. And it's like, okay, find your accountability partner. And you're like, okay. Then you, you have to go find someone. And I'm like, I've always worked on being like, I can rely on myself. So it starts with a pen and then it branches out and it's like, okay, if it's written, then I know I have to do it. So as soon as it's like making it, it's writing it into reality. It's like affirmations, right? So you start and you, you do affirmations. You're like, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be a millionaire. And it's like you, your mind, you learn how powerful your mind is. Here's something else people don't know. I'm actually pretty smart, but <laughs> so, just so throw that learn, in there. <laughs> just tap that one. But you start learning; it starts becoming second nature. So you start your whole, all your actions change, like your whole attitude changes. If you keep saying that you can't do something, you'll never do it. But if you start approaching it just by talking about it, you're holding yourself accountable. And it's a whole different thing. You're not going to rely on anyone else to do it for you because you start learning how small your circle is or how large your circle is. And I think as we grow up, we learn 
where our true circle is. You know, like you're like, oh, I thought you would have been on my side, but you're not here now. So it's like at the end of the day, you look in the mirror, you see yourself, you're like, oh no, on me. So kind of kind of interesting, but like the whole pen thing. Um, man, I so I've always had like an entrepreneur mind, and I say that loosely because I have a book of businesses that I wanted to start. So I wrote them down. I started where the idea, put the idea on paper, but at the same time, I would talk myself out of it. Well, it's not going to work for this, or I can't do it because of this. You know, and I think we struggle. Everyone struggles with that. Like, oh, there's, you know, you, it's easier to find an excuse and a reason why. So it's like, you start it and you're like, okay, well, I wanted to do a food truck one time. I was like, why would I start a food truck? Like, I only cook for people I like. I'm going to cook for a bunch of strangers. I'm not doing that shit. Um, <laughs> wanted to start a landscape business. I was like, dude, I am Irish. I burn. <laughs> Instantly. <laughs> yeah. The moon's out. I'm like, oh, sunscreen. <laughs> yeah. Raise your hand if that happens. So I literally like, I have a, I have a book. And, and at one point it became like a, a running joke with me and um, Alicia, my wife. And I was like, there's 32 businesses in there right now. Eventually, I'm going to find one and be like, oh, shit, that's the one. But if you don't write it down, it's like out of sight, out of mind. So like, just something to, I still do hard notes of everything. So any conversation, anything that's happening, I'm writing things down all the time. Like the phone's cool, but if your phone dies or if you if, you know, if you can't download your stuff, it's like, where's it go? But a notebook and I have them all saved a notebook. You're good. So I'm still like old school <laughs> in that thinking. Like, I just write it down real quick. Hold on. Sure. Well, I think there's um, different ways of doing it for each person and doing it right for themselves. Like the fact that you write stuff down, your notes, your call notes, I'm sure, you know, client notes, meeting notes, shit that you need to do after work and the honey to do list notes and all that stuff. If that works for you, then awesome. I think for most people, yeah. they need to figure out the thing that works for them. Like there are people that listen to this show, just like they listen to other shows and they go, oh, well, that thing worked for that guy or the host said this thing and well, I'll try that. And that's part of the reason why this is here. Like, yeah, try different things, give it a shot, but find the thing that works for you. And I think we got to be honest with ourselves too. Like I, I know my handwriting is atrocious, absolutely atrocious because typically I don't give a fuck. I'm just trying to get it out and move along. Right. And it's easier for me to be able to speak things into dictation or to type them out mm -hmm. because then I can kind of organize them. And I think back to like grade school where they're like, here's how you build an outline. And I still kind of work through my notes that way. Call notes, client notes, internal meetings, all of the shit, same deal. But I don't write any of this stuff down. But then when I do mind dumps, I make sure that I write that stuff down. Because then yeah. it's like a literal flow from brain to hand and just pouring out. But then I think I've got some OCD where I go, well, I got this eraser here. I need to have these things in somewhat order. So I'll need to like route them around. And there have been times where I'm like, 
scribbling all these lines all over and I'm like that looks like chaos and that makes it even worse I'm like oh geez you know it's starting <laughs> over <laughs> right but finding yeah. the thing that works for you is critical and figuring out why it works for you I believe is even more critical so what do you think it is about the writing of the notes that is critical for you all right so you know that I've I've been doing this whole new venture right part of that is the two things my wife is a teacher, so I got like that, got that on my side because she reviews all my stuff before it goes, or else I would look like probably both of our notebooks. And people are like, <laughs> I don't understand what he's trying to say here. Yeah, I don't know what any of this means. Like, why did I even do this? Um, so I have that on my side. The other piece of it too is like you have to realize that there's different learning styles, mm-hmm. and that's something like. So when I first started. And, you know, the first company I was at and they were like, hey, can you go train the people on how you sell? I was like, all right, cool. So I went over and I'm like, OK, so when a customer says this and I do this and everyone's like. So you get like two different reactions from the room. You get people who are like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. OK, OK, cool. And then you get other people like. That is like. What is that? I don't even know what you're doing. Like, it's not a process. And you're like, no, it's a process. Like, and to you, it makes sense because you do it every day. Yeah. But if someone brand new, they're like, this dude needs meds really bad. So then I start learning, like, how people learn. So I find that I'm a visual person where there's people who, like, for me, if I want to learn something, I'm picking up a book. I learn better from a book than watching a video. Other people, so it's like for me, it's always going to be written. So I can, I'll write it, or if I if I'm reading a book, I have kind of like a photographic memory a little bit, and I can start like reciting. But then not everyone learns the same way. But it's like you don't know how you're going to learn until you really start deep diving how you're going to how you what you process and how you process it. I think school could have done a such better job for us to be able to set us up for that stuff. And not to like place blame, but if we think of the Prussian system of schooling, where they teach you how to just do shit, basically teaching you how to just be on a factory line instead of teaching you how to learn and look for fallacies and bullshit in the world and go, hmm, that smells like horse shit, probably tastes like horse shit. At that point, you know what? I think we got some horse shit. But for the most part, people don't get it. Think about what the American dream was right so everyone knew it the same way because we all got taught it the same way Mm -hmm. so go to school go to high school graduate you find the love of your life you get married live happily ever after you know blah blah blah, right but it's really like that was what they said should happen the times change um if you're in even if you're in a business or you have a podcast like you're going to realize what you need to do to adapt to your changing environment. So what worked when they started teaching that, they were like, okay, this is the way. And then like 50 years later, you're like, no, that's not the way. Like my wife can't be home right now. Like we need both incomes or else <laughs> like we're going to find a, a cardboard box on the street and call it our house. So it's like times are completely different from, from how they started because you didn't learn how to really balance a checkbook. Super important. Finances are great, but after you graduate high school, what's the first piece of mail you get? Well, here's a free credit card. Credit card offer. It's free money. <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, free money. What are we going to buy? 
You know how many people go in debt from their first $500 credit card? How much do you owe? I don't know, like three grand. It was $500. Yeah. What the hell did you do? I didn't realize I had to pay it back. No one told me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's like the CDs from when we were a kid. You remember the penny CDs? Like get a, get a 10 CDs for like five cents or something. And then they hit you with some crazy bill. I don't know anybody that's ever paid that. <laughs> is that company even still around? <laughs> I don't know. But if that is, I'm going to start a business. That's my next business idea. Hey, Nick, got some CDs for you, bud. <laughs> Due to inflation, it's now five cents. I wonder if CDs are coming back. I go out to thrift stores every once in a while. Now, total nerd alert. But I'm into sports memorabilia and sports cards and stuff like that. And I sell some of that stuff on eBay. So I'll go to different um, Goodwills and Salvation Armies and all. And I'll look for like any sort of memorabilia or anything they've got. And then, you know, typically I'll blow 20 bucks on whatever dumb thing I found. And I'm like, oh, here's this little gizmo that can go into my closet in the kitchen, basically. Um, (laughs) There are certain times where I come across things where I'm like, man, it's interesting to kind of just nerd out on some stuff but you've got to be able to be real with it and understand uh just like you have to understand the things that align with you you know so back to how to do the checkbook how to even do your taxes or anything like that like we get out of school and it's like i don't know oh they're giving me money oh shit well here's a credit card what do i want i don't know you want to go to the mall you want to get some dumb shit we'll buy some random (laughs) things and not pay them back and it's like oh i need to do this But I have seen recently, at least here in Florida, they're starting to mandate that there are classes that are financial classes for high school students. Oh, huge. Yeah. But some fucking adult who's basically like our age, maybe a little older, was like, hold up. I didn't learn shit in school (laughs) and I fucked up all my finances. We should do something about this. And then Karen, the one who's been there for so long, is like, Jenny, shut up. Like, calm down, Karen. We need to fix these children. (laughs) Settle down. This is our future. (laughs) (laughs) For the children, Karen. And she's like, fuck the children. (laughs) They're going to ruin the world. They are if we keep heading this way. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Man, we can just keep running with this thing. I I feel bad for Karen. She's getting her ass kicked in this uh, visual. (laughs) So meanwhile, (laughs) back uh, back to the learning. When you think about getting out of school, and you got that credit card or anything else that happened from there, you had to learn that shit on your own. So if you were to take a little bit of a step back and let's say somebody came up to you and was like, hey, man, I'm about to graduate high school. What's something I should be aware of, either financially or business-wise? What kind of advice would you give them? So I I don't know if I told you this before. So uh, we adopted a 16-year-old at one point. Hmm. So this was... I don't know, seven years ago. So she's like grad, you know, college and all that kind of stuff right now. Um, but when it makes you realize, like, you can see it unfolding. So my my experience out of high school, I was like, huh, I'm the dude I'm talking about right now. I was like, how do I owe $3,000? <laughs> like, I didn't know I had to pay because no one tells you that shit. So I'm talking about myself when I say that. But it's like, I found myself, you know, you, you always like you always hear stories like, oh, man, I'm sounding like my parents right now. My parents didn't tell me that shit either. <laughs> well, I was sounding like it was just me talking like from like there was times and it's like you don't know until you 
you are watching someone like literally work to ruin their life. And I'd be like, okay, like I, this is actually kind of a funny story. I don't know if I should say it, but I'm going to do it anyway. So I had just gotten, you like how I, I phrase that? Set that I, don't know if I'm, I don't know if I should, but I'm going <laughs> to. So I had just had double hernia surgery. So I'm at home, I'm all meted up, like bad. So I, daughter is like, she's home. She's like, hey, do you need anything? And I was like, I just got the mail. And I was like, hey, what's this envelope? It says your name versus the state of Pennsylvania. So she went to college like fucking four hours away. Opened it up. She's like, oh, all right. So it was a, I got pulled over. And I was like, uh huh. Like, I got pulled over and, um, you know, it was for, it was like for speeding or something. And, um, well, did you like do guilty, not guilty? No, I just didn't pay it. And I was like, you didn't, you didn't pay it. And she's like, well, no. I was like, how are you going to get back to school? They're going to take your license. Like this, it literally said your license is going to be suspended on this day. And I was like, so I'm on, I'm, I'm on with some crazy meds for the pain. I was like, <clears throat> bro, <laughs> that's my term. That's, I, do, I realize when I do that, that's like my term of endearment. Sure. I'm about like, to level with you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, bro, get my, get my checkbook. <laughs> like, I was like, if you don't have your license, it's going to be harder for you to get a job. You're you because you you're going to take it the bus like and I start doing this whole trickle down effect. Then later come and find out she's also falling into the credit card thing. And I was like. Bro. <laughs> like, OK, how can I put this? This card controls your future. If you're late, everything else that you want to do revolves around how they score you on this card and she like ran up bill oh my god it was like i you wonder why i don't have hair <laughs> <laughs> like that's uh, legit why i don't have hair but like it's 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 those things so like i would literally be like okay two things of importance credit card it should be used properly right so technically what you should do is you should you use it to make your purchases pay it off the next month if you can't pay it off don't don't use it because all you're going to do is have a reoccurring fee and that's how they make their money. But then if you're using it, you're going to show a payment history and that's what everything you want to buy a house, you want to buy a car, you want to, you know, apply for a loan. They're going to base everything you do from this point forward on what you do with this. Also on how much they give you later on. Second piece is um, always goes back to um, you're you're going to go as far as you allow yourself to go because it not always comes from internal but sometimes it's external um, sources too like limiting beliefs like oh you can't do that oh you can't do that you know it's like hmm. but you still hang around those people that are telling you you can't do it and it's like, no, you you do whatever you put your mind to. You either do it all the way or don't do it at all. Mm -hmm. So it's like those two things, I think, is what I could have used because yeah. 
I technically didn't have my life together until 30. Hmm. So you think about like, and I didn't go to college. So you think about like the transition, like that's a lot of years to waste. So if I had that talk back then, I might be further, you know, today. Right. It's like, I'm not going to dwell on it, but it's like something to think about. Sure. Because I was in debt. My, my, Credit score was like my street address at one point. It was like four fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. And we both worked, we both worked in the car industry for a minute, so um, we know what that looks like. Where somebody's like, "Well, I got a five sixty score, but I want to get a Mercedes." But like, oh, cool. So uh, we see you still actually owe your mother from when you were a toddler <laughs> of things, and you've never paid anybody back. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. How do you you want to do this? Oh, you want to spend like eight fifty, nine hundred bucks a month for this E class from nothing down, huh? Okay, <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. and you have nobody to co for you. That yeah, makes sense. They probably got shitty credit too. Come on in. I walked over to a customer one time in the in the, um. I always call it like my my uh, wolf days when everyone was like, "Dude, you could sell anyone on anything," and I was like, "Ah, uh, okay, I'm well, sure." I walked over with the customer, customer like, I'm like, how's your credit? And he's like, hmm, it could use some help. And I was like, that's a good sign. So I like go over, pull his credit. And I was like, he goes, hey, so can I get that car? I was like, you can't finance the chair you're sitting in. <laughs> you could use some help. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. <laughs> oh, that's too good. We're going to need you to get out of that chair. I wasn't the nicest person back back in those car sales days because I just got really cocky and <laughs> I was like, I can sell anything. Man, that's a good point. Confidence is a big thing, you know, especially in sales. If you're confident, you walk into a room or you walk into a meeting and you know, mm -hmm. these are the things we're going to talk about and I'm confident in that. But there's a difference between being confident and cocky. Oh, yeah. And I think you have to go through that shit. Um, maybe not everybody. Some people can be told like, hey, here's a lesson. Learn it. And they go, OK, cool. Got it. Other people are told a lesson. They're like, that's a fun story. Fuck you. I'm going to go figure my shit out. <laughs> and then they're like, hey, you want to buy this thing? Eat shit. Well, fuck, that didn't work. <laughs> well, what do I do now? Well, not that, you know, but yeah. you have to go through some of that stuff. I had a I had a job years and years and years ago. I was on the phones and it was maybe like my first month, something like that. And there was like this dumb fee that people would get charged if they didn't do a thing or whatever. And uh, I remember talking to this guy. He was just fucking pissed that he got charged this. And he was like, this is stupid. You need to turn it around. And it was a marketing piece. And I was like, no, we, one, we, we can't. Like, we're not going to. And two, let's talk about it. Let's figure this thing out. And I started to kind of talk through it a bit, but I was rough. And I was kind of just not having any of this guy's shit. So at one point I was like, look, man, you got two options. One is you can just hang up on me right now. Or the second is you can just accept this as a learning lesson and we can both move on. And he was like, <laughs> you could almost hear him just getting so angry. <laughs> but I remember having the conversation with my boss at that point that had hired me a couple weeks before that. And he was like, what was this? what happened? Yeah. And I walked him through the scenario and there was like a moment where he was like, huh, I kind of understand that. That was just a rough choice of words. And I was like, Hey, did he pay? And I, I think he ended up paying and he stayed. And I was like, well, then it worked. Yeah. And he was like, well, what the fuck? And they gave me a look like, 
who the fuck is this guy? What's your deal? And then I kind of had that status where they're like, this dude can do it, but he's a douchebag and had to work my way back from that. Where I think when you go through that stuff and you have those things that happen, like you should be able to learn from it, but full transparency, like seven years before that, I had my own consultant company as a young 20 something, making loads of money, walking into dealerships and telling people, this is how you should do your fucking job. And they're like, oh, I've done it for 30 years. I'm like, you did the same thing 30 times for a year in a row, Mm -hmm. just over and over and over. And then my head got so big. And then when that whole thing crumbled and I'm lying on my mom's couch, I'm thinking, fuck me. What happens now? You should learn some shit. (laughs) So on that note, are there any major episodes or things that have happened in life where you can look back and you go, man, that was one of those moments that changed me. And the biggest effect on my life was legit being small. Hmm. Like, because it's already hard when you're the only male and the youngest so you get like you literally get treated completely different, right? I'm like, you know, yay high. I couldn't ride any rides and like I could even drink until he was 25. <laughs> yeah, but I was always short. So there was always all these like limiting things. And so like when I was growing up, I was like, I want to get bigger. You know, I can't force myself to get taller. I'm like, man, if I could, you know, because you're not, you nothing is threatening about you. Not that I want it to be threatening, but it's like you, you can, I, and I was a smart ass. Like I never stopped being a smart ass and it started young. So, but there was nothing threatening about me. So I was in a really weird situation because I would talk the shit and they were like, what'd you say? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> friends <laughs> come friends. help. Yeah. yeah. Say it to my face. They're like, hold on. I said, (laughs) (laughs) let me get on the ground. Right. So it's like I was, you know, I had I had kind of like the that whole upbringing. Right. So it was like everyone assumed that I was fragile. I wasn't Um, like that. You get this whole like almost stereotype. Oh, you have older sisters. Oh, you don't know what it's like. You're like, (laughs) so give some context here. Who? Who was the family unit that you had? Because I know some of this stuff because you and I grew up since like, I don't know, what, third grade or whatever. So I know those some of those people from years ago. But give us some context. Lay the groundwork here. So I literally had, you know, my my mom and then my three sisters. My dad, I saw, you know, here and there, which I'm learning more and more about. That's the crazy part, too. Like, I can get into that. That's a whole different story. But um, so my dad really wasn't around. My so I literally went home. It was my mom and my three sisters. They were all older than me. So it was like I was I was like nothing could hurt me at that point because I was the dude that was getting dressed in girls clothes. I didn't have any male support, you know, so like I was like, fuck, man, I'm getting set up to fail. (laughs) And I was like, all I want to do is be bigger. Like I want to, you know. I remember growing up too, like, you know, um, they were always worried about me. So I was actually supposed to be a twin. Other twin died during childbirth. So I said, obviously I'm strong, so I'm a little fittest. <laughs> you know, they, they were like, oh, you know, he's, um, he's, he's not going to be a big kid. Like, it's going to be impossible for him to be big. And I hate hearing the word, like, impossible. Like, or, like, you can't do something. Like, to me, that's worse than, like, 
tell me to go fuck myself. Like you'd be like, hey, fuck off. I'm like, have right. a great day. <laughs> yeah. But if you're like, ah, you can't do that. I'm like, says who? You know, so it's like, that's always bugged me to like the core. So I was always small and always told, you'll never be this. And I was like, fuck off. I will be that. So like I started young and that kind of molded me to always like always just keep going. Like whatever everyone else is saying, like set your mind. You know, years later, I met my wife. I was 145 pounds, five, nine, 145 pounds. And I wasn't healthy by any means because I was a part of that 2008 crash. So I had my, I had my, my throw money days, mm-hmm. or as I refer to them as my, uh, like New York strip days. And then I had my, my ramen noodle days. Yeah. Cause that's all I could afford. And so when the market tanked, I literally drank for a year, legit a year straight, 12 to 12. It was like, it was like, I was fucking clocking in for work. Cool. And, um, so when I met my wife, I was surviving off of like Mountain Dew beer <laughs> and like fucking Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> Best diet ever. If you ever want to lose weight, best diet ever. Beer, Mountain Dew. <laughs> Don't take that advice. Um, and, you know, it was it was like that was like my lowest point because literally when I met her, I was. Spiral, my spiral was like coming to an end. I was spending like because I wasn't working. I was like, oh, you know, I don't I don't have a job. You know, I can't do this. I can't do that. Like my life is fucking over at this point. So I'm like, I'm just going to move myself away. Right. No one, no one cares because when you have money, you don't realize who's the real friends and who are the fake friends. So I thought all my real friends were there, but they weren't because they all were gone. So it was literally me in a bar being like, okay, let me take another beer. Um, but no matter, I was 145, and we got married two years later. So two years later, and it was like she kind of helped me get back to the mindset that I was. Because, one, I say that she has vision problems, because if you saw her, you're like, how the fuck pull that off? And I'm like, huh, best salesman ever. I asked you that. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I told you I could sell anything. I just fucking proved it. Um, but she kind of, <laughs> she kind of just helped me get back to like that part of my life. Before I hit that spiral or that downward trend, I was good. I was healthy. Um, I was, you know, doing things correctly or what I was considered correct. And then that I need, but I needed that complete rock bottom hit for me to look back and go, Holy shit, like I just I just got off track. Like I let one thing just take me off track completely. Um fast forward, we are gonna this July, I think we're oh I can't say that. This July, we're celebrating ten years of marriage. Um we've been together twelve years in like this uh February. This past February. Um I'm like 216. Like, but people are always like, and I look back and I'm like, oh, all those people that said it wasn't possible. Like, and I'm not doing it to like, 
for me, it was just me being like, okay, they said it wasn't possible. I'm not going to do it to prove them wrong. I got to prove it to myself. Like how much effort does it actually take? And to be a healthy 216, which I am right now, it's a lot. Like, but it's, you start focusing and it's almost like you have to have like, you have to be obsessed with your focus. So like bodybuilding, I'm going to compete this year. I'm at the gym every morning by 5.30, uh, 6.30. So 6.30, I'm at the gym. Most people aren't even awake. I'm up at 4.30. I'm reading. I'm self-reflecting. I'm thinking about my day. Everyone's like, man, how do you go? Why do you go to the gym so early? I'm like, when you start your day with the absolute hardest thing possible, it only gets easier. Like, I'm lifting a lot of weight. When I leave the gym, I'm like... What else could happen? Nothing. I'm gonna have a bad call today. <laughs> oh well. That's not that's not four hundred pounds. I'm cool. <laughs> you know, I'm like All right, cool. Yeah. It couldn't like, kill me. That changed. Yeah, right. Like if the weight falls, I'm dead. A call. Hmm. Yeah. Someone wants to yell at me? Next. Keep going. What do you got? <laughs> Let it all out. Um but it was like that downward spiral. Like so when I was young, I was always told I couldn't do things. And that came from the hierarchy or the matriarch. Like, oh, it's not possible. Oh, you can't do this. Oh, that's, you know, that's not meant for you. Not meant for me. And I was like, okay, well, what is meant for me? And that's when I started to change my mind. So when I was in the stock, like doing, you know, I had my six, my 26, my 63, like I was full fledged into that. And that's when I was like making a lot of money. And I was like, man, all these people that said he had to go to college for this shit. Like, that's fucking crazy. Like, oh, you want a good job? You gotta go to college. I was like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Why am I, why, why at 18 do I have to select the rest of my life from one thing? I was like, fuck that noise. So <laughs> it kind of started from there. Then I, but I, I feel like I needed that. That was like the humbling experience. So like when you start getting really cocky and you start, you're like, I can, I could close everybody. Give me a woman in a white dress. I'm going to sell her ketchup all day long. Right. I'm going to go to Alaska and sell fucking ice cubes. You know why? I'm Pat fucking McGuire. Right. You start getting this, like this ego, but you literally need like that fucking slap in the face when you're like, Oh, my world just got rocked. And then it's like, but then if you can learn from that, like that's, I feel like that is like, you need it to happen almost to have that. Like, okay, now I really see what, what it is. Like now the vision is clear before you were like money. Um, cause before that happened, that was all about money. Everything. I was wearing expensive shit. I wear the same shit all day long now. And I'm totally cool with it. Like, but I had to have like, I was like, name brands. Okay, let me go to, uh, I'm going to wear these shades. Do I need them? No, but I could buy them. And that was the important thing to me when I was younger. Mm -hmm. But it's like, if I didn't have that slap or that, like, let's take you down a few notches thing. Yeah. I don't think where I would be where I am today because now my core focus is like, how can I help you? So sales, all my sales changed. Like forever. 
So I went from being super cocky about how I sold to now, okay, how can I actually help you? And make and you're I'm building the entire value around them. I'm I'm different from anyone else they're gonna talk to. Because I'm gonna provide them the most value possible. So it like it just I feel like that was that last thing was and I, I still I mean said I'll be thirty eight this year. I don't even know how old I am. That's how old I am. I need Geritol. But I've had little instances throughout my life and I think about this constantly. So I'm big into bodybuilding and I lift every day and I'm, I can outlift a lot of people for being five, nine. So I go to the gym. Everyone's like, Oh dude, there's that big dude. I'm like, what are you talking about? Where? They're like you. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> okay. Hey. Um, but I had double hernia surgery cause I was, I went up to the front squat, uh, over 300 pounds. I had shingles at 30. So I've always had these little like, Hey, reminders, like it's, ugh. Let me shake you and make you realize you're fucking human. <laughs> like you are not a superhero, but it's like, I feel like two things happen when people get knocked down. They either stay down and they go, well, this is what it is. Or they're like, okay, cool. Great lesson. Keep going. So it's like, I've always been like, okay, no, everything that happens to me in life is a lesson. Either I learn from it or I'm going to let it keep me there forever. Mm-hmm. And then what's my future going to be? No one knows. I would like to think that there's an innate ability for us all to look at lessons and take those lessons mm-hmm. and use them. I, however, do not believe that to be true. I think for the most part, we are fed what we're fed and we, we produce what we've been given to eat, you know? So the people that were telling you, you can't do this, that's not for you. You love those people, and even if you don't, but they're the people that are around you and they're taking care of you, then you listen mm-hmm. to them and you absorb that stuff. Oh, yeah. Just like the kids yeah. that are raised in houses where their parents were super growth-oriented and growth mindset. You know, there's balance yeah. all that sort of stuff, too. You know, you can't go completely crazy with your kids and, like, unpack fucking every single thing where they're like, I just wanted to talk about a toy. Like, I don't know what your deal is. I just wanted a sandwich, mom. (laughs) Yeah, but I think no matter what, this touches back to balance. Because if you have those crazy moments and those crazy highs, at some point you got to be able to come back. Because life is about balance. It isn't about those crazy highs and all of that. I'm glad that you and I, both of us, kind of got that shit out of our systems relatively early. Some people realize that a bit later in life. They kind of struggle, and then they work through, and in their late 30s or 40s, they'll have some sort of success. And then that ego kind of comes out. And they're like, it's about fucking time. Where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, that's not, that's not what it's about. You know, like I've heard people say before, yep. once I reach the top, I'm going to look back at those people, I'm going to laugh, and be like, oh, you people said I couldn't do it. It's not about laughing at that point. It's about going, well, I got here. How did I get here? And honestly, out of anybody else that's around, can I help them? Can I help them also do this? But it's on them to be open to that. So was there any sort of point where you can kind of look back and go, you know, there was a shift, a mindset shift, be it in school or in your 20s at some point where you were like, huh, I remember that moment when it shifted and I was... Then everything changed. It was that portion of my life like that, um, that I just kind of like touched on because I was on top of the world. I was with a girl. There was a kid involved. 
um, wasn't my kid, super attached, like was ready to go to court, the whole thing. So literally when the rug got pulled out from under me, and that was like the point that I always, I always go back to in my head. I'm like, I can't, I can never go back to that point. And that's why I make it a, now every morning I make it a point. Like I don't ever set my alarm because it's like, I know I have to get up before everyone else is even awake. Before everyone else is thinking about waking up, I'm already like an hour or two hours into my day. And it's become such a routine for me. It's like, okay. Cause when you, th- when you think about it, right? Like, when you go out th- throughout your day, it's a lot of outside coming in, right? So if you are waking up with everybody else, you're like, okay, let me check my messages. I have emails. Oh, I have this. I have that. And your day starts. So when do you make time for yourself? Especially if you're, if you're single, because then it's like, okay, when you're single, it's like, okay, all right, so let me wake up. I have my job to go to. Um, if I own a business, I have to do this, I have to do that. Then when I get back, I'm going to cook or I'm going to go out with friends or whatever. It's like, there's all this stuff. And you're like, when do I get to work on myself? And that's when I start waking up early. Like, I need to make sure that I'm, I spend time with my wife. Right? Like, I can work. I'm a hard worker, so I can keep going. Like, it's not, it's not above me to, I'm like, oh, 8 o'clock? Cool. We just sent an email. Right. Like I'll keep going, but it's like, no, nope, Okay. Morning is for me. My time is with her. Hmm. So I had to like literally set those things in place. And it's like, if you don't, if you don't put the time in to even like for, you know, the self mastery piece, mm-hmm. no one's going to step in and be like, Hey, <laughs> it's your time. Like this is your time to chill, like get outside of your head. Just start, you know, it's like you have to make a conscious effort to be like, okay, I have to fix myself. But if you have all this shit coming in from the outside in, when are you going to have the time to fix yourself? So I started waking up early and now it's just a force of habit. Weekends, doesn't matter. I wake up, I'm like, okay, I still have three or four hours before she gets up. So what am I going to do? Read a book. And let me. Let me work on something else. Let me do this. Let me let me focus on me, and that way, at the after that, I'm cool. I can give everyone whoever wants wants a piece of my time. There you go. There you go. You're good. Because I already feel like I got the most out of it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but you have to you you have to find any amount of time is better than no time at all. Oh, big time. Yeah. Right. So it's like it's just like. People always ask me about fitness, right? Because now since I'm big, everyone's like, oh, how do you get to that? I'm like, oh, a lot of work, man. (laughs) Got to do some crazy shit sometimes. But like when you want to do something, it's the action. Not really the amount of action. It's the action versus no action at all. So people are like, okay, I want to lose weight. What do you have to do? Like, if I want this to happen quick, I'm like, okay, well, you have to do some cardio, some lifting. You have to do this. You have to do that. Like, I don't have time for that. I'm like, the fuck don't you have time for that? Like, do something. I don't just don't do, don't not do anything. 10 minutes is better than zero minutes. If all you have is five minutes, focus for five minutes on yourself. And you, I can bet you your mind will switch 
and it'll be the most like productive five minutes of your life. That's all you're going to give yourself. But you, everyone has fucking time. Turn off your notifications for Facebook, Instagram, everything. Ugh. <laughs> like, you know, and it's like we get swamped in, but it's like, give yourself time and then make it a challenge. Five minutes a day for one week. Now can you do 10 minutes the next week? And you do, you know, 30 minutes. But if you if you never put the time in, you're never going to get the results. Mm-hmm. And that goes for anything. You want a promotion? What are you going to do to get it? You want to you want to you know lose a bunch of weight for the beach? Okay. You you're going to find time. Mm-hmm. People will drive. This is this always drove me nuts too. People will drive out of their way, like veer off the road, cut in front of you to get to a Starbucks. But they won't take five fucking minutes. Be like, okay. Let me focus on myself for five minutes. Like, let me spend 20 bucks on a Vente cappuccino. (laughs) Start double shot of of caramel. Like, I want it all. And you're like, first off, that's fucking stupid. It's coffee, which is like the cheapest thing you could buy. Um... Secondly, you could have used that time to just sit in the parking lot. So let's think about those people that are actually doing that and making those decisions. I know that we all kind of fall into this where there's something you don't want to do and you look for a happy. Like, I just want a happy. I want a little dopamine hit. I I want something like, hey, let let me go do this thing. Or maybe I can just step aside and do something like this for a minute. Or I can watch some TV or whatever. People look for those things because... It's the fear of the unknown at times where they're like, well, I don't really know what that's all going to take. And then when they start to think through it and they think through all that stuff, like, man, I got to be at the gym for hours. I got to do things. I don't know what all that stuff looks like. And then it becomes this big, giant, hairy, scary monster where you're like, I don't know how to deal with this. And it's just a matter of fucking starting. I literally had a conversation earlier today with a friend of mine who was like, hey, I'm kind of in a tough spot. I've got a great career. I make loads of money, but I'm not really fulfilled. And I'm looking to switch careers and do something that's brand new that I've never done before. And I have to start from scratch. And I'm thinking I just want to burn all the bridges and go do that. And on one hand, I was like, I appreciate your heart with that. Put the fucking gasoline away. We're not going to burn all the bridges. (laughs) We don't need to do this. And then I was like, <laughs> yeah. let's talk through and figure this stuff out. We hit on a couple things. You know, we had, he's got money in the bank, so it could be easier for him to step away and do something where some people, not everybody's got money in the bank to be able to do stuff. And I get that. Mm-hmm. But we can't look at those sort of things and be like, oh, well, worst case, I got this. There's a balance even to that because it's a matter of thinking through, but still taking those small actions. So as we were talking through it, I was like, all right, well, what's the thing that you think you need to do? And he's like, oh my God, I want to blah, 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 blah. And he starts running through all this stuff that's like big shit, almost big, hairy, scary monster yeah. stuff. I was like, okay, that's cool, but how would you start that? And he's like, oh, I would probably just Google search and find this thing and that. I was like, beautiful, man. So what are you going to do tonight? I like, well, guess I'm going to fucking Google search and find this and start to look through that stuff. I'm like, great. So at that point, what do you think could happen? He's like, oh, well, that would probably lead me to this and lead me to that. And then I don't really know. Like, that's the beautiful part. 
Because if you start taking those steps, you don't know exactly what's going to come up. And I personally believe that's where the magic of the world pops into play. Because when you start to show up and start to do things, opportunities and doorways just open up for you. Sometimes it's a Mm -hmm. little much because one door will open. You go, all right, cool. I'm in. (sighs) There are 40 other doors here. Shit. Which one do I go through? (laughs) And some of that is still just taking the next step. Even getting close to the door and being like... Does it smell like fire? (laughs) Does it smell like death? Does it smell great or whatever? And being able to kind of work through that stuff. But I'm there with you. I think if you take those steps, just those smaller steps, even like what can you do today? And I go through this shit on the daily. I think I've made myself so hyper aware that there are times where I can instantly kick into awareness and then jump from either side. Like you should have done or you should do. And I'm like, I'm right here right now. So what is the fucking mm-hmm. thing I can do next? What do I need to do now? And then being able to take those little, little steps. Sometimes it's all it takes. It's just that little bit that'll open those doors for you, you know? And you've experienced that stuff before. Yep. yep. One of my favorite sayings is um, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. One bite at a time. And elephants are massive, right? So your whole entire thing could be huge. But you're not going to swallow that shit whole. A snake can't even do that. Yeah. And they can dislocate their jaw. But it's like, dude, just piece by piece. Yeah. If you know what the end game is, reverse engineer it. So let's touch on that, too. I think some of that, like where we talk about goals at different times, where people are like, you need to know exactly what your goal is. I at times have issues with that. Because I've thought of different goals. Now, I'm not trying to bring religion or faith or whatever into this, but I sort of am. Uh, I believe in God. I'm Christian. So there are times where I go, all right, God, well, what do you want me to do? And it's not like I hear, Nicholas, I need you to move along this way, you know? But I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> but What's, if you did. If I did, I fuck, I would move that direction. <laughs> like, that's the only way I'm going. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, but being able to kind of hear those nods, and understand that you're just at least moving in some sort of direction. I think we then internally need to figure out what what is it that's guiding us. Like you talked about money mm-hmm. before, where the money was the guide for you. And you were like, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that and do this and do that. And then you do all those things and you realize that was just a bandage. Like that's not what it's oh, about yeah, yeah. at all. You know, so with yep. the with the business that you're starting now, this is obviously different than what you had done in the past, and you're not going into it with that gimme, 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 I need money sort of scenario. So what is the approach that you're taking like with your mindset as you start to build this thing? For this time, when I when I look at it, right? So I'm I'm doing I'm literally doing the little bit of an elephant at a time. Mm-hmm. Because I'm still doing the nine to five and it's, it's funny too. Cause like, everyone's like, like, you know, what's funny. So everyone goes, have you ever trained anyone before? And I was like, Oh my God, dude. Yeah. I just never, like I was doing it while I was at companies. Mm-hmm. I was doing it, you know, on the side. Like if I was unemployed, I was like, Hey, let me stop into this dealership and tell you guys that you guys suck. <laughs> I'm going to show you how to actually sell a car. I'm going to tell you how to rip someone out of service and sell them a car. Like, so there was different times where I was doing it, but I was like, you know what? This is a year that I'm going to make it legit. So I'm going to get the LLC. I didn't know anything about an LLC. So I'm like, mm, uh, I need an LLC. They're like, okay, fill out all this information. I'm like, all right, cool. 
There's this thing called Google. Need an answer. Yeah. Got it. Okay, cool. Right. So it's like, but it's literally been piece by piece and I'm still learning, you know, because now it's not me in person. Mm-hmm. It's me here. You paid for videos, right? You're going to learn everything that I know in videos, in video form. You're going to get slides. You're going to get this. You're going to get that. You're going to like all this stuff. You're going to literally have all my years of sales given to you rather than the trial, the error, like all this kind of stuff. So for me, it's like the mindset piece is like, okay, where before when I was younger, I'd be like, okay, like I've put my heart into it. Right. Cause we always get to that point and you're like, I've, I've dumped my heart into this and mm-hmm. it's not working. This isn't for me. Like I find myself now where I'm like, okay, that didn't work. Okay. So what I was trying to do didn't work. This, I still need to see all the way through. Okay. Let me, let me step back to the drawing board. I've revamped like, and I, I launched January 1st. Cause I told myself I had to like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to get the LLC by January 1st. So I did that. That was step one. And I was like, Oh, you know, have you made any sales? I'm like, I'm not really concerned because the right people are going to come. Like, I'm not going to go out there and be like, I could hard sell you. I could hard sell the shit out of you. But it loses its purpose at that point. Like, I've done that before. Like, I know how to force a sale. I don't want to do that. I'm going to get you on the phone. I'm going to make you say yes. (laughs) Right? But it's like, I constantly find myself stepping back and going, okay, let me look from the outside in. Here's where I'm at currently. Here's the next step or what I think the next step is. Now, if I don't know what the next step is, who knows what the next step is? Who can I talk to that's already experienced this, that started this, that's... And you, I think the thing to realize, too, is, like, people are very open Big time. to talking, you know? So if I don't know something, and I openly admit it now, before you couldn't tell me otherwise. You don't have to do something. <laughs> cool. Now I'm like, oh, shit, I don't know. Who the fuck knows? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, hey, you know? All right, I got some questions for you. Please help me. Um, and but like people are very open, and it's like you don't realize because people are so afraid to talk now. Or you always think like, especially like, so this is like um, I do coaching, right? The coaching business has so many people that are in sales, like they are sales coaches, mm-hmm. and everyone thinks it's like you got to talk shit about them, you got to do this. You're like. I don't want to be in that world. I don't want to be in that space. Like, who's better than you? Oh, oh this guy, this guy, this guy. <laughs> He's been around a lot longer than me. Like, there's different levels. It's like, but you don't want to sell everyone. And that's what that's the difference, too. Is like, I'm not trying to sell everybody and their mother. Yeah. Whereas before I was. Like, bring your family and I'll sell them too. <laughs> yeah. But it's like my mindset now is is just like piece by piece. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing for me, the biggest hurdle for me was taking something that I was doing off the books and making it a bit, a legit business. The first hurdle is done. Next mm-hmm. hurdle is, you know, um, the, the first official sale, mm-hmm. right? Cool. Does it have to happen tomorrow? No. Will it happen? Sure. Well, mm-hmm. when the time is right. And it's like realizing no one's gonna be a millionaire overnight. I'll make a dollar. I'm like, 
<laughs> that was the best dollar I made because it was all for me. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, I don't care. So this is like this is more of like a ride for me. And it's like it's keeping myself positive about the whole thing. Whereas before I would always do what everyone is notorious for doing and self-doubt, negative self-negative talk. Like you start talking yourself out of seeing something through or you get one failure and you're like, oh, fuck, not going to work. Now I'm just like, oh, well, okay, I learned how not to do it. Let me change that. <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's just day by day, just like with anything. Like it, the point is to just keep moving. And that's what I realized. Like that's what my entire life was, I guess, trying to teach me up until this point was no matter what's thrown at you, no matter what happens, what speed bumps, what potholes, because, you know, Pennsylvania is notorious for potholes, what potholes are there? Like, it doesn't matter. Just keep going forward. Distractions all around you. Stay focused and keep moving. And that's where me waking up so early, it allows me to step back and go, okay, <clears throat> you woke up, you're still not a millionaire. Okay. That's fine. Ah, fuck it. Like, it is what it is, but I'm going to keep, I'm going to stay focused. I'm going to try different things. I'm still trying. Does this, does this ad work? Does this marketing piece work? Does this do this? No? Okay, cool. All right, on to the next. How can I reword this? How can I make it, you know, more enticing? How can I do this? But it's like, just keep going. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what happens. Just keep going forward. And that's kind of like where I'm at now. So it's like, cool. It's up. I have a website. I got this. I have that. Everything's running. And when it's the right time, it's the right time. Until that point, I'm going to be like, keep working on it, building it, building it, building it. That's a, it's a beautiful way to be able to get into it. I mean, really, uh, I, I like to end these episodes with finding one piece of advice that you can give. Then you seamlessly walked into that. So thank you. Because that's a beautiful piece of advice where... A lot of people can think that they just need to do all of these things, but in all actuality, you just need to do the next thing, whatever that next thing is, just do those things. So Pat, man, I really appreciate being on. You and I could talk for hours and hours and hours, uh, but these episodes are yeah. typically about an hour long. So we're about at our time. We'll definitely have you back, especially as your business grows and as you learn more. Uh, I'm sure our listeners will love to hear some of that. Where can people find you? So the business is, you actually go on Instagram, which is at tie cutters, just like a tie you wear and cutting it. So tie cutters, um, website is tie cutters. And it all relates back to those really hardcore sales where you got initiated because they cut your tie. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. <laughs> Super simple. <laughs> yeah, I dig it. Well, cool. Pat, thanks again for joining the show. We appreciate you being on. Another great conversation on today's episode of the Mindset and Self-Mastery Show. Being told we can't do something is probably something you're used to as well. Pat's story is in some ways a hero's journey through the ego and headed on a path toward self-mastery. But what did you think? I'd love to hear your thoughts on the topics we got into today. 
And if you enjoyed the episode, please jump over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave a five-star review. And if you really enjoyed the show, then please go ahead and share it with your friends, family, whoever you want. We covered some really tough subjects and got some great tips that I think will help us all. And check out the show notes for more info from Pat, contact info form, and check out other episodes on the Mindset and selfmasteryshow.com, as well as our YouTube channel, The Mindset and Self Mastery Show. Just type it in, you'll see us. And thanks again, Pat, for being raw, real, and honest with us. Thank you to you for hanging out with us. And with that, remember, your mindset matters, and so do you.